0: now hello everybody welcome into ballsy the sports day dfw dallas morning news sports podcast i am kevin Sherrington. joined in the studio today by david moore there's no evan grant
1: two out of three ain't bad two out
0: of three is very good Anyway, as we know, Evan is in Las Vegas. You know, it's, it's every like he's week telling us. Yes, he's he's never in a place like you know, like uh, he's been Starkville, Plana, Mississippi. Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah, it's always a place where he can have some fun or see relatives or old friends. You we know, go see shows. However, we can work out his schedule to to fit his social calendar. It's it's just always great. So anyway, I want to talk about the Mavericks, um, and uh, and Brad Townsend has been covering them the last couple of days, and. He had a little fun uh, today, a little uh, uh, Christmas-themed mm-hmm. thing. It's a wonderful life to have uh, Luka Doncic on this team. And, and uh, what I want to go over with, with, with you is because he's talking about the draft and when, how the, all that happened and how the Mavericks came to get him and what they were expecting and how he's risen even mm-hmm. above those expectations. I think we all knew that this was a kid who had been playing against men since he was yes. basically 13 years old. Yeah. So he felt like he'd be a little advanced. I, I think everybody thought that this is the one advantage he has. He's played better talent over the last six years than anybody uh, in in the, mm-hmm. the old U.S. of A. Uh, was playing against all this time, especially some of the guys who were one-and-dunners who were, who were playing high school guys last yeah. year yeah. and then one year of college ball. Good point. Yeah. So that's a, that's a point. But that, when that was all coming up, I, I made my big pitch for Mo Bamba at the time. And what I said was that as with the fifth pick, you know, that this is the guy who's a, who could be a difference maker on defense. This is a guy who could be an all-world talent there, you know, and certainly that's what the, the Mavericks needed was that kind of defensive guy. Well, of course, they didn't listen to me, and they went out and they signed DeAndre Jordan, who's ended up being – Everything you could have wanted from him uh, as a rebounder and and as a as a shot not so much as a shot blocker but he plays good defense yep.
1: more so than you thought as a free throw shooter oh absolutely <laughs> unbelievable he's
0: shooting over seventy five percent last I looked which is unbelievable I don't know what they do to these guys but they 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 are good at it they are get, good at getting uh, better at the free throw line with the Mavericks um, but uh as as evan was pointing out and he was talking to, to mo Mobamba himself uh when they played the magic i'm not Evan, brad townsend mm-hmm. when, when he when he talked to him easy uh, to confuse those two it go is ahead. Yeah. Uh, it, brad will really be mad at me about that <laughs> and uh just talked about uh the fact that rick carlisle was very intrigued with mo Bamba. they had him in you know mm-hmm. he's a very bright guy oh uh, yeah very yeah uh, really sharp and, and uh And, of course, the incredible length, Mm -hmm. I think 7'9", or some outrageous length is what he has. And and they really liked him, although he did say, and I I must have missed this when when he said it, that, that had they stuck with the fifth pick, they would have taken Wendell Carter. Uh, I did not know that. Now, Wendell Carter is, is off to a very good start he is, yeah. as well. He's playing very well. Also, a very advanced guy. I think that what people thought about him it's a was very good
1: draft class so far. The top of this draft class, a lot of guys playing really well.
0: Been terrific. Been terrific. And of course, the the but the big talk has been all along. You know, the difference between Luka Doncic and and Trey Young because mm-hmm. those those were the guys who were actually traded for each other mm-hmm. after after the Mavericks and the Hawks made those picks uh, and that with the intent that they would uh, trade for each other. Um, as, as Brad pointed out in italics, no less, uh, I think that, uh, Trey Young is shooting something like 24.3% from three point range, mm-hmm. which is kind of what he, he did the which second, what, half, yeah, second uh, half of his, uh, only year at Oklahoma. Uh, and, um, I, I think the question has been, uh, will it, that eventually get better? Will he get back to what he was? You know, he's, he's got really good range. He, he, he'll shoot it from anywhere. Pretty fearless guy. He he certainly certainly seems like a a, a really good point guard. Mm-hmm. And he gets other people involved. Great vision. Uh, good ball handler. Uh, a cipher on defense. Uh, just like, a, as someone pointed out one time, like a piece of tissue paper floating <laughs> around on the perimeter out there. So he doesn't give you any of that. Uh, to me, when I watch – and I think Trey Young may end up being a great player. Uh, if he gets that three-point shooting up, mm-hmm. I think he will be. And that's certainly possible. Uh, but I see already the seeds of greatness in Luka Doncic. I, I watched this guy playing and and as I was, uh, my son and I were, were watching the game last night and, and I said, you know, to me, the, the, the thing that separates, uh, great players from really good players, is not so much, how, you know, what's your scoring average and what do your numbers say and all that it's, do you want the ball when the game is on the line? And are you confident that you can make this shot? Now there are lots of guys who who, who think they can make, it, and they're just a little bit crazy, yeah. you know. And there have been a lot of those guys through throughout the history of basketball that were like that. Uh, but this is a kid who, at 19 years old, has that kind of confidence, plays with that kind of confidence, and, and and wants the ball in those kind of situations, and has delivered.
1: Yeah, and it's not it's not just the statistics. It's when you deliver yeah. those statistics. right? And uh, I, again, I, I'm just struck at, at how everything he does is not forced. It's in the flow of the game. Uh, just the ability to let the game come to him and respond in the moment and usually respond in the right way in the moment uh, It's just such a rare quality for someone that age, uh, really any age. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, I, there, there are players who have been in this NBA for ten years who, to me, don't look as comfortable on the court as Luka Doncic does. Now, again, having more talent has a lot to do with that, but he clearly has an awareness and and an innate feel for the game that that so many others do not, and, yeah. and it's just manifested itself so early here. And and look, I you know I think everyone falls into you know, you're going to compare him to other European players because he's a European player rather than, you know, kind right. of another compa- and, and his game is, is a lot different than what we've seen. But, you know, people haven't said a lot about this, but he is so far advanced from where Dirk was when oh. Dirk came into this league. And, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I, I think one thing you heard a lot when he came in when you were looking for comparisons was, um, Manu Ginobili yeah. in, in San Antonio. Now, I, I think they're a little different. Uh, um, I don't think he's athletic as, as Manu Ginobili. He, he's he's not more of an as, energy player to me. He, he's not as not as athletic and and frenetic, if you will. Yeah. But uh, they they do a lot of. They're both really fun to watch and, yeah. and, and do a lot of the same things. And 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 look, I'm going to be fascinated to see. Now that he's over here, and they will, with the with the weight training and and nutritional work and everything, as he grows into this body, what he's going to be built like going forward? Yeah, he looks like a he
0: looks like a big kid.
1: He does physically.
0: You know, he just looks like a, like a lot of baby fat, kind of. You know, yeah, not not a kid. baby fats are good. And yeah, he, he, again, not to diminish him. But, no. And a
1: lot of this is just because he's still a world class athlete. It's just that yeah. now. We're seeing world-class athletes sculpted in a way they, you know, haven't oh, been before. Absolutely, a- and he will move toward that. Uh, he doesn't have to move completely in that range, and and I don't think he's, he's built that way either. I don't think he's ever going to be a, a, an Adonis cut sort of athlete. Dirk certainly isn't, but no. uh, but but Dirk's changed his body. Sure. All all these guys will change. And again, he's nineteen. Of course, he's going to change his his body going forward. But yeah. uh, that's not going to take away for the feel he has for the game and his his ability to facilitate and and you know people still point to the, the scoring the 11 straight points uh toward the end of that Houston game where where they won here against the Rockets you go back I you know i think lebron um maybe durant and um Who else? Uh, Very, very limited number of guys who have done that in the last few years. And and you go back and look at someone who's done it as a rookie. I think you have to go back to Kyrie Irving. Yeah, uh,
0: who who, a
1: guy who ripped off eleven straight points at at a key stretch of a game. So
0: yeah, he um, did. He had a game. I'm I'm trying to remember which game it was. Maybe it was the Houston game. I'm trying to recall. And and he got a rebound. And he was kind of the rebound took him away from the basket and toward the bench. And he immediately turned. And, as he was turning, he had the ball up to throw it, and he threw a court length pass to Dennis Smith jr for a dunk mm-hmm. and 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 to me, it's one thing you get a rebound and you in you in your position and you turn, and you look down the floor, and you and that's the first thing you're supposed to be doing anyway, looking down the floor for a guy. but it was almost like he knew, oh, he'll be breaking on this one. You know, and, and he turned and was throwing the ball down the court. And, and to me, that's what's, you know, we saw. You, you, you've you seen players in the history of the NBA who have a great feel for the game. You know, Larry Bird had a great feel for the game. You know, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that. It was always so fun to watch, you know, you know sure. Steve Nash, you know, really fun to watch. But they were some of them, there were holes. Well, not too many. Not in too many holes in Magic Johnson's game, or or Larry Bird's, or or you know. But but if you want to go more recent to so a guy like a Jason Kidd, but he couldn't shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, not till the end of his career he became a three point yeah. shooter. But it was a long time. You know, I remember that's a, when when they traded him when the Mavericks traded him. I remember talking to Butch Beard and he was saying the guy can't shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, was, of course we traded him. You know, it's like well, I don't know. Well, the rest man. of the game looks pretty okay. good. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I what have I given up on him so soon? but uh but the but the thing about it was is that that this kid really does everything you know now he's right. not a great defensive player but he ain't bad you know no he, he's not he can, can put a him on people. defensively no he can put him on people and he can and again a lot of those guys me. too it's about being
1: a team defender knowing when to come right. off of your guy and, and to do the help defense and just just be a willing defender a lot of that yes. is if you' as long as you're a willing defender and and you know look, Larry Bird was not a great individual defender. He no. was a great mm-hmm. team defender. Right. He knew when to come off of his guy. He would get turnovers. He would position himself. Uh, that's what you want. And that's what Dirk has, has become. He's never a great individual defender, but became a, a decent team defender. Uh, um, and, and that's what you want out of, of Luka. But, I mean, he's he's just a dominant player. He's a dominant player on the offensive side of the ball without dominating the, the ball. ball,
0: yeah, and that's the thing that was is a little. uh and That's rare. It is rare. I and mean, when when we talked about uh, when he was drafted, and 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 this is the column I wrote that night was that okay if this guy uh when you, you, you how is he going to pair up with Dennis Smith Jr. Sure, Dennis that's is, still a question. It is, still and Dennis a
1: question. is going to have to change his game more. Yeah, and Luca will because Luca is special at what he does. Uh, and Dennis is going to have to be the one that makes the concession.
0: He will because because uh, and Dennis talking about that. Yeah. He, he is working on it, and he is you know. And this is what the, you know. I was told out there early on. You know, I was out there talking to them. How is this all going to work with all these guys? And then what do you have to do to keep DeAndre Jordan? You know, all all these kind of things. And then and, and, you know, I think they were very realistic. They they understand where they are and all of that and what they have to do. And certainly they have to. I think they have to make the playoffs to keep Jordan. I, I think that Jordan has to feel like. That I want to be on a team that's on the upside and is winning now. I'm. I want no part of a rebuilding project. Which
1: I didn't think they had a shot at making the playoffs. Oh, me neither. Me neither. But and again, it, it, it's still early. But Luca is so far beyond what yeah. I thought he'd be able to do here, and 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 the other guys are feeding off of that. You can see. You can. See, and, and he, he. He has this sort of game that elevates the game of those around him because, he, he because the way he's able to get them involved and the way he's able to, to slip in and out of the moment um, where he doesn't, again, he doesn't. He's the best player on the floor, no question, but he doesn't overshadow them. He compliments them and raises them up in a lot of ways. And, again, that's that's rare as well.
0: It's rare. And that's the thing I was going to get at, and I haven't been out there to ask this particular question lately, and I'm going to when all this Cowboy stuff dies down. Uh, is, <laughs> is the uh, – you know when when the Mavericks were struggling early, and then we, of course there were the reports of that uh, you know the, the DeAndre Jordan was you know yeah. uh, kind of a problem. You know, mm-hmm. guys had a problem with him, and and uh, the fact that he was wanting to uh, you know put up his numbers so he could get draft, you know, so he could go s- look good and get himself a good contract after this year, which may all have been very true. Um, but I wondered how much of it is this young nineteen year old kid comes in. Well, let's take a guy like Harrison Barnes, who's a good guy, mm-hmm. you know, and and certainly a good guy, uh, but. You're you're the best player on this. Harrison Barnes been the best player on this team for two years running
1: and have been. And you want to be deferred to. I mean, you don't want to hand something to someone immediately and say, oh, yeah, you're the best guy now.
0: Yeah. And you're 19 years old. And you're, you know, so you got all this. You know how that is. You all this hype comes in and players yeah. are very dubious about that kind sure. of thing. What's this guy going to be like? And, and, and for, by all reports, uh, Luca's a very quiet, very, you know, hesitant, like most of the guys on that team. You know, that, that's what I've been told is that DeAndre is by far the biggest personality on the yeah. team. Everybody mm-hmm. else very deferential, nice guy. Mm-hmm. But you had to feel like there was a little bit of a thing like, do we really want to give it to this kid? Sure. Is he really the best player on the team? Well, in, in not even half a season, he's proven he is the best player mm-hmm. on this team. And that's not to denigrate the rest of the bunch. There's some good players out there. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan being one of them. You mm-hmm. know, there's some very good players on this team. So to me, going forward with this team, you know, it would be a real loss for them to lose Jordan because then you're just having to start yes. all over there, and you're going to have to find another Huge. center, and that's yeah. going to be a big deal. There's no question about that. But I'll say this: as long as they hang on to Luka Doncic, this team is going to go some places because this is a guy you can build around. Mm-hmm. This is a young guy that was always the problem attracting free agents before. Dirk's an older guy. Yeah. he's an odd fit because he's a power forward who's not really a power forward and so you you know other other players coming here Dirk's old I don't want to tie myself down with that you know he's a great player but you know hey you know there's a lot of, you got to you got to adjust from Luca runs the
1: floor more we'll get the ball to you on the break I mean it's not you you can still you can still come here and be a 20 point plus scorer you bet you can With Luca here versus where okay dirks a 28 to 30 point score what does that leave for me I, I think it's going to um yeah it, it's but but yeah he, he's the central and, and again i think he has a sort of game where you can build this team differently too you know, some, you could do with some guys. Your, you with, with Dirk, you had to build it a very specific way because, because of, of his skill set.
0: Because of what he had and what he didn't have.
1: Yes, uh, with Luca, I think you it allow it will allow you to build this team in different ways. So if you do lose uh, a guy, you don't want to lose uh, a year or two from now. Um, if you do lose DeAndre Jordan, well. Yeah, we would love to have a, a good, but there aren't that many guys out there. So let's go ahead and we can build up the perimeter, and let's do it yeah. this way. And so I, I think you, uh, there, there's a little more flexibility uh, and creativity to build this team going forward around Luca than what you had
0: previously with with Dirk. We're being told to wrap this up. I just want to make this one last pronouncement on this, and I, and I've and listen. And you've granted one. The, Dottie Nelson uh, has taken his shots over the years because you know they, everybody said, "Oh, you just got lucky on Dirk," and and you know, and that whole thing about wanting Nash. Yeah, yeah, you got lucky on that. If you look back, and but if you look back at the fact that he wanted the, the Greek freak, yes, uh, and and Mark Cuban said no. Uh Of course, if they had gotten him, they wouldn't in a position to get you know no. Doncic now, so it's a different world. Although I would have taken that that would have been pretty <laughs> yeah, good that would have <laughs> been pretty good to have had him uh is that he was sold on him from the very beginning this <laughs> he, this was the guy he said this will be the best guy in this draft and uh and you know what i uh i I believed him when he said it. Uh, And I believe him for sure now. Uh, You know, well, I think I believed him when he said, you know, DeAndre Ayton. You know, it's hard to. He's
1: putting up good numbers. He is.
0: It's hard to put up that. You know, it's hard to have that kind of skill set and not be good. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I don't know. There's a difference between, as we talked about earlier, having great stats and just being a difference maker as a player, Mm -hmm. and 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 a guy who has such a great feel for the game. You, you, if you watch the games. You know, with some guys, all you gotta do is look at the box score. Well, he had his numbers; that's good. Yeah. It's like a James Harden. He had his numbers; he, that's fine. Does this guy make a difference on the floor, though? When you watch the game, do you go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe he made that play and, and made that key play at that time when you really sure. had to have that?" Exactly. And to have to have already to already had that at nineteen. Yeah, I, I just think there's a handful of guys that we can talk about, and this is very early on. I don't want to compare him to any Hall of Famers. But there's just been a handful of guys who, who have that kind of feel for it and that kind of skill set and who can do all this kind of thing so young. Well he's already and then we will
1: get out of here. I what I think he was two of eleven last night in the yeah. win over Orlando. And you would just look at the box score and go, Wow, what a bad game. If you watch the game, he didn't have a bad game. No. He's the sort of guy who can go two for eleven and you go, Well, he, he didn't
0: shoot. Right.
1: But he still had a pretty good game.
0: Yeah, he does everything else. All right, so uh, so Brian, see, we're done. There, there's not even anybody knocking on the door. about Any other mandates, set. Brian? Yeah, he's, he's got all kinds of stuff he wants to say. He, he won't do it, though. Brian's scared of us. Uh, <laughs> With no reason. Yeah, no good no, reason for No that. reason either. All right, so we've had a Cowboys podcast, a Rangers podcast, and a Mavs podcast. We didn't do any college stuff this week. Well, that'll come back as we get closer to the they balls. took a little break, yeah. yeah took a little break from that. Uh, and uh, we took a little break from Evan, too, which was always welcome.
1: Yeah, we're going to take a break from Brian.
0: Yeah, break from Brian. Uh, So, from everybody in here to everybody out there listening, we appreciate it. Happy holidays, and thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to the Mavericks Ballsy Podcast.
0: Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z Podcast.
1: Until next time, sports fans,
0: we'll see you.